It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. You are listening to the Mother of All Talk Shows podcast with George Galloway. Farhan Fronczyk is a comedian, but she's also my colleague uh, on RT America, and I've had some wonderful discussions with her. She uh, joins us now from across the pond to tell us how it's all looking from there. Farhan, is the war fever uh, reached the streets? Are people concerned, or is it still just within the bubble? Well, first of all, I was thinking the same thing. How did that guy get a crossbow down the front of his pants? <laughs> and you know what's funny is that's what happens in Florida a lot. So when it's when it was said that it was in Florida, I was like, not surprised. Uh, but no, yeah. So the propaganda war machine, I will say it's been, especially if you're on this side of the aisle with all of this, it's been tough here in the United States. There's a lot of people that are very um, pointing the fingers of, you're a Putin puppet, you're a Putin pusher, whether you work at RT or not. You know, you and I can say it, we've had a number of people that have resigned over the weekend, um, most likely out of fear. Uh, and it just goes to show as an American, at least myself watching this, is that this buildup of this Russian propaganda that you had so eloquently mentioned that you're seeing in the UK, it's, it's worked. It's, it's been building and building and building. And now we're here that now even my own family members have said, how can we believe you? You're Russian state media. And it's very sad because the American people now don't understand that when you have the left and the right media agreeing on something, that should be insanely scary, George, insanely scary. But how did they manage to segue so quickly from China? Because... You and I have had many conversations uh, when China was the ogre. Uh, it was China that uh, the warships were steaming towards. It was China that looked like likely to be uh, an adversary, a military adversary. How, how do you build up anti-China hatred and then suddenly you can switch it so quickly and so successfully? The one thing I think that, you know, Americans right now, you turn on the television and in 60 seconds, they think that they figured out the entire UK Ukraine crisis. And what they get out of it is Putin bad, Trump bad, Biden good. And they don't know the history dating all the way back to this 1400s. Let's let I me mean, if we want to go all the way back, but they don't understand, you know, the color revolutions that happened. They don't understand Maidan, the, the, the coup that was, you know, with the United States backing it. So the other thing they don't understand besides the cultural, um, the cultural, the boundaries, the language, they don't understand that this is an energy. This is an energy thing. We invaded Iraq over oil. This is the same thing, but over gas. You have the Nord Stream too. You know, over the weekend, I for those that are wanting to kind of get a really great deep dive, I recommend watching 
Oliver Stone's Ukraine on Fire, and then the the uh, sequel to that is Revealing Ukraine. And I had tweeted out um, a, a little clip of it where it talks about how Ukraine, many don't know, Ukraine used to be an amazing economy. You know, they were the number one builders of locomotives and fighter jets and planes. They don't make any of that now. Do you know where they buy it from? The United States, that's who they get it from. You know, instead of going across, across the border to getting natural gas from Russia, they're importing it from the United States for double the money. And you start to see, it all starts to make sense when you look at the energy and why, again, going back to Iraq and Kuwait, you know, you're seeing a lot on the media here, George, and, you know, I don't want to downplay it or, or get conspiratorial and say that, you know, these people are paid actors or what have you. You know, I'll leave that for Alex Jones. But you see a lot of the, the, the tugging at the heartstrings. And it reminds me so much of that Nurse Nayara when, um, you know, before exactly. the United States went into Kuwait. And it was, for those that don't know the story, it was a 15-year-old Kuwaiti girl that they had testified, not under oath, in front of Congress saying how the Iraqi soldiers were coming into a hospital where she was a volunteer and they were ripping babies out of incubators and killing them. And the, at that point in the 90s, the United States was very 50-50, not wanting to go into the Iraq war. They saw this testimony and everyone said, we need to go in, we need to stop Saddam Hussein. This is awful. You're seeing you know, history doesn't repeat itself, but it sure does rhyme as in the in the famous words of Mark Twain. And you're seeing a lot of these, you know, women in bomb shelters in the metro holding their babies saying this is horrible. And, you know, and I'm out of the ground, so I don't know. But you're just seeing a lot of the th same things being pushed. And as an American, you know, we are we care. You know, we want everybody to be happy and to be free. It's not we're not all neocons like the Dick Cheney's and the Donald Rumsfeld's of the world. but you see it and it tugs at American heartstrings and we wanna go in and help. And that's exactly what I'm seeing across the board on cable news here, George. Now here's a question that we've just posed in the, uh, in the poll and overwhelmingly already uh, people are answering in the affirmative. Would Trump have handled the Ukraine crisis better than Biden? I, I myself, I'm absolutely persuaded of that. Uh, what's your view? I absolutely have to agree with that as well. You know, the one thing that's not being talked about here that um, when it comes to energy is Hunter Biden and John Kerry's stepson, who both of them were on the board at Burisma. Notice how John Kerry is pivoting and saying we need to talk about climate change, maybe because his stepson might have a little bit to do with this as well as Hunter Biden with Burisma. You know, but again, I go back to, you know, another, another one is the Putin interview with Oliver Stone, where he sits and talks. And the narrative so much that you hear is that Putin wants to bring the Soviet Union back together. That's his big thing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Little do you know, when you sit in, in, in Oliver Stone talks to him, you find out he grew up very poor. His mother worked in a factory. His father was injured in World War II. He saw how a lot of the economy was getting sucked dry because of the Soviet Union. And when you know the Soviet Union broke apart and then he reluctantly took the position and ran as president after Yeltsin, he went from the GDP where people were making $700 a year to $29,000 a year. If, if you wanna talk about make America great again with Trump, that's what Putin did in the 2000s with Russia, where they, they were making their own energy, they were becoming more um, independent. And a lot of people, you know, he, he had massive popularity because of that, very much in the same way as Trump. And I think Trump wanted, you know, he sanctioned the Nord Stream too, and then Putin got rid of it. And I think the reason that he did was to kind of be able to dangle Ukraine, uh, you know, as, as Oliver Stone mentions, you know, I fear for Ukraine and I feel bad for Ukraine because they are literally a puppet to the United States just to keep poking the bear with Russia. And I think with what happened with Putin, he finally said enough is enough. I think that Trump being the deal maker, the art of the deal and all that, uh, he, he would have, first of all, he wouldn't not be speaking. Biden is not prepared to call uh, um, Putin. He's not prepared to talk to him, maybe because he's incoherent, I don't know. But uh, Trump would have been on the phone. Trump probably would have been in Geneva meeting uh, yes. Putin. He would have done a deal that had something in it for everybody, maybe even for him. Uh, but this drift towards what could be cataclysmic war is taking place on Biden's watch when his son is up to his neck with these, uh, with these oligarchs in Ukraine. Does anybody in the U.S. know the Hunter Biden story, or have they successfully wiped that? It's been successfully wiped. And you saw with the New York Post when they tweeted it out, how uh, Twitter, the first thing they did was take it down, which just goes to show, you know, media, who do you, you know, United States, the media, all of it, they're all together on the same side of this. And it is strictly anti-Putin, anti-Russia. Uh, you know, you're seeing also, too, the, the pull of, of vodka. And, you know, you had here, there's a, a restaurant called The Russian House that has nothing to do with anything. And people are attacking it, throwing rocks through the window. Oh. You know, Americans have a, a funny way of trying to, it's almost like FOMO, the fear of missing out on a world issue where, you know, they, you know, remember when back in, when France went against the United States and we changed our French fries to freedom fries because we thought we were like well. doing something good. You know, the same thing is happening with this, but again, Americans have no idea because they just have the 60 second quick summation, quick summation and it's again, Putin bad, Russia bad, Ukraine good, Biden good. And nobody understands that Hunter Biden has a place in this, Victoria Nuland. You know, you look at uh, the, the 2014 coup, it happened and Maidan happened around February under the Obama administration, but with the same players. Isn't it ironic that the same players are back in power 
And this is now happening at the end of February, the very same time that it did eight years ago. It is uh, remarkable, and it's not a coincidence uh, at all. Um, the question of war, though, is serious, yeah? I mean, of course, the war would not begin with intercontinental ballistic missiles, so separated by the Pacific and the Atlantic, uh, the United States would be relatively untouched uh, in a limited war. But for us in Europe, there is every possibility that this war will spread across the borders of Ukraine unless these talks succeed. Will the United States allow Zelensky to make the deal with Russia? Personally, I don't think so. I think the United States has this very... The United States is a, very much a spoiled brat. You know, we, the last time we've ever really seen a bloody war was our own civil war back in the 1800s. You know, World War II, uh, Kuwait, Vietnam, Korean War, shall I go on and all the other wars that we've been involved in? Uh, it's fought in some distant land in some distant neighborhood, in some distant town. We don't get to see it every day. You know, the, the closest thing, you know, for example, you look at the Occupy Wall Street movement, they wanted it where they were living in tents outside of Wall Street, so they had to see it every single day. And still it was kind of like, ah, eh, no big. But you bring a war to where you live and you see it just like you Europeans have, you know, starting with World War II, you know, you don't want it. Whereas Americans, it's ingrained in our in our blood at this point. You know, I, I was talking to one of my producers and he was showing me, you know, May 9th, a big day for Russia where the military goes out into the Red Square and all the soldiers are saluting and they're there, you know, very stoic. And I looked at it and I was like, wow, that's like a little dictatory looking because here in the United States, everybody waves. You have the F-35s that cruise over the Super Bowl. You know, everything is the military is like, yeah, America. And it's very all smiles and waving. So I was like, why are you guys all weird and quiet? And he's like, because we've had a lot of people die in wars. 26 million just alone in World War II. So Americans were just so desensitized to war because we've never seen it here. Very powerful stuff, Farhan. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. A wonderful guest, Farhan Fronchek. I can't believe I'm reading this. We've got new subscribers in Martinique, Fiji, Cambodia, Mauritius, and Georgia. That's not Georgia, USA, but Georgia in the Caucasus. And that means we now have subscribers in 130 countries. And we've been in the political top 10 in Russia, South Africa, Singapore, and the Philippines. And this actually is because our Maxwell the Monster podcast was released on all of our podcast platforms. So please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to moats anytime, anywhere. And leave us, by the way, a five-star review if you would. Here's one. I listen in from Saudi Arabia and play your podcast on the commute to and from daycare. Not sure what my two-year-old gets out of it, but I certainly enjoy your perspective and the diversity of guests you have on. Thanks, Gigi. 
thanks to you and to your two-year-old. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.